Hey guys, we're the Hard Time Strongman Podcast, training up a better class of man. And today, we have another dad episode for you today for Christmas 2023. So last year, I had a Christmas episode where I read from the book of Luke over the Christmas story. This year, Six wanted to join me and read a very well-known and often uh, mistitled poem about Christmas. And we thought it would be a good time to, you know, use another dad episode because, you know, this is what dads should be doing, right? We should be telling stories. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, you know, as old as time. This is how, you know, we best relate to just each other as people. You know, this is a you know, huge social thing. This is something that you should be doing with your kids, I'd say, every single day. But uh, what's wrong with your face? It's just how it is. I, I don't know why you think there's something wrong with my face. It's just how it is. <laughs> it, it, it looks worse than normal. Anyways, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> this is this is a dad zone on Christmas this year. So by Holly Jolly Six, give us a dad joke. Oh. <sighs> uh. Why do you have to stretch before? Because <laughs> it's going to be so bad. I feel like I'm going to pull a muscle doing this. If you do, you deserve it. You're not wrong. What do fish sing at Christmas time? What? Christmas corals. Wow. Christmas corals. Why do birds fly south for the winter? I don't know. It's too far to walk. Wow, that, that, was, that was probably your worst one so far. There's still time. I know there is. Uh, what's a dog's favorite Christmas song? What? Bark, the herald angels sing. Wow. Better yet, how did Scrooge win the football game? The ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> that's that's, that's seven. pretty that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, what do you call a snowman party? Oh, I don't know. A snowball. I somehow knew you were going there, and I just, I hope that you weren't. <laughs> you were hoping I wasn't going to do it. It's too late for that. How does Christmas Day end? With the letter Ow. Y. <sighs> What's the letter Y, Seven? That's such a, that's such a disappointment. Oh, my how God. Did, how did Santa feel when he got stuck in the chimney? Fat. Claws, strophobic. Oh, <laughs> I have secondhand embarrassment on top of my firsthand embarrassment. Uh, oh, what is Santa's nationality? What North Polish? Oh, my, oh, can yeah. you feel it? Huh? Huh? Can you feel it? Foul yeah, on post. Why is the Grinch like gardening? 
I know the answer to this. And I'm going to let you go ahead and say it. Because he has a green thumb. So bad. A green thumb. Last one. Uh, how Make much did Sa- <laughs> how much did Santa pay for his sleigh? How much? Nothing. It was on the house. <laughs> that was really good. That was a really good one. Uh, hey six. Why can't you trust a snowman? Oh God. I don't know why. Because they're always up to snow good. Okay, last one before we lose any more listeners. Why did Santa get a parking ticket on Christmas Eve? Why? He left his sleigh in a snow parking zone. (laughs) Merry Christmas, guys. I'm so (laughs) sorry. Merry Christmas. I'm so sorry for what we did. I mean, you asked for the time. By the time that you're listening to this, we'll be a couple of days early for Christmas, but we want to keep to our normal schedule and we wanted to share a couple Christmas story with you guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to once again read from the book of Luke for the more uh, more compressed Christmas story. I feel like that, you know, gets to the gets to the bones, you know, nice and quick for everybody. but. You also have something special you want to read for everybody. And because it was a little longer, I think you said you wanted to, um, you know, like switch off. Yeah. Tag in, tag out as we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're reading. Gives it a little more variety. So we're going to read for you classic Christmas poem. It's called A Visit from St. Nicholas, but y'all might know it better as was the night before Christmas. This poem was written by Clement Clark Moore on Christmas Eve of 1822, and pretty much all of our modern day. I was going to say the modern day Santa, you said, right? You're right. The modern day Santa is basically based off of one of the, it was either a butcher or a baker that drove a sleigh to take Clement Clark Moore home on Christmas Eve. So our modern um, understanding of the appearance of Santa Claus is based off of this guy who was like either Danish or Dutch in nationality. But he drove a sleigh on Christmas Eve to take Clement Clark Moore home. So without further ado, here is a visit from St. Nicholas or was the night before Christmas. Was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. But out of the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wandering eyes did appear but in miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick, 
More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof as I drew in my head and was turning around. Down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know. I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down of a thistle. By her to exclaimed, here he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. just gives you all the warm fuzzies i remember reading that story when i was a little little kid you know dude i remember i remember reading that at christmas time i remember it was a it was a assignment when i was a kid like writing out the entire like and like coloring like all the pages yeah it was like a big like cool. present thing that we would give to our families yeah the teacher had like huh. all the everything printed out it was huge yeah yeah well, and you know, like you said, it is like the, like the traditional, you know, image of Saint Nick, right? Just right. this plump, jolly dude who was probably smashed on eggnog, riding his, you know, riding his lay on rooftop to rooftop as he was, you know, out delivering presents, just like, you know, just that happy, go lucky, joyful giving, you know character yeah it's really cool and and it's cool to read again in its entirety because you know you'll read snippets and you know things here and there but to go through the whole you know in the old you know in the old english is pretty cool mm -hmm. a lot of people there's a lot of stuff in there that these days kids wouldn't even know what the heck it is like a kerchief well or just like the you know i love that little those little details too just like you know head to toe he did you know the dude was in furs and he had mm -hmm. a you know, pipe in his teeth and just, you know, I'm just, you know, imagining like way back when, how he got that, um, that inspiration for it, you know, like you said, like a butcher or a baker, mm -hmm. you know, like driving to back to his home. It was cold, man. Oh, like, I bet. You know, it was freezing. So that poor guy, he's not even smoking to smoke. He's smoking just to stay warm. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and it's crazy just... too. Like every modern interpretation now of St. Nick of Santa Claus he doesn't smoke. 
Oh, yeah. It's I mean, it is what thing. it is. Yeah, it's, you know, I guess wokeism, but yeah. I prefer my sand yeah. with a freaking pipe. I was going to say a huge pipe. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I like that. I like that a lot. And, you know, just um, those little, uh, those little discourse of him just like laughing that big belly laugh with his whole body and, you know, him mm-hmm. smiling in spite of himself because just like this guy that's just loving life. Like it makes me think of my dad, honestly. You know, because he's the kind of guy who will just laugh with his whole body and like makes the rest of the room just laugh because yeah. it's just like, oh man, you're just you're just in it. Like, what a cool way to live, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. So, we're reading of Luke chapter two, verses one through twenty, the New International Version or NIV, the birth of Jesus. In those days. Caesar Augustus issued a decree that census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, Time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you for that. That was special. Of course. You know, my wife did the, uh, did the, did the scripture reading for her family, uh, for her family Christmas party Mm -hmm. this year again, this, this past, um, this past weekend. And she, she narrowed in on something that's really cool. You know, it says in um, do, 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 verse eight. So and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. So the the first people to be you know told right of the birth were shepherds, mm-hmm. which, you know, we have a you know, if you've like been to Sunday school or you've you know seen like, you know, those little, you know, info graphics or the little you know animations or whatever if you've seen pictures you know you have an idea of what a shepherd was 
mm-hmm. you know, in your mind, you know, maybe even just like a Sunday school version of a shepherd. But these guys were rough. Yeah. Like they were the social outcasts. They were like, you know, this was a hard job keeping watch you know being a shepherd like you were out away you were away from any infrastructure any villages any towns any anything right mm-hmm. and you were there protecting your sheep bear lion hog anything come what may you know mm-hmm. whatever was in your area you know your job was to watch over them and not to not to you know control their every mood because they're sheep right but your job was to provide an area where your sheep could graze they would not drink from running water they would have to drink from you know as scripture says from still waters still water yep <laughs> so you they'd have you know you food you know if you if they watered off because sheep are dumber than a box of rocks you'd have to go get them back you know like they're the most uh, they're such a dependent animal because i mean like their rule doesn't just shed off right so if your sheep gets lost like and it just the wool will continue to grow Mm -hmm. (laughs) like so it needs to be shorn needs to be fed water taken care of like all these things and you're you're doing out this out away from everybody anybody so you feel like the like the outcast so to be the first person to be told the the best news ever like that's that's crazy to me that's a huge deal right all right guys thank you for you know joining us today while we read a couple stories for you dads you know this is your job like mm-hmm. we talked about you know we are holding the torch we need to pass on the torch you are training your replacement whether you're a father of little girls little boys you are training those who will come after you and the best way that you can share not just your knowledge but the knowledge from years and lives past is through stories so read to your children talk to your children tell stories you know especially in this time of year where it is so easy for us to forget the reason for the season right we forget the meaning you know think of think of the word christmas and it's become so bastardized it's become you know so consumeristic you know we can easily forget what it's here for what it means so you know remember who you're supposed to be emulating this season remember who you're supposed to be spending your time with what you're supposed to be doing why you're doing it and really lean and really dig into your families and that's the whole reason for the season to be honest like remember your faiths Whatever God you believe in, whatever God you praise to, if this is the season for it, do it. You know, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, honestly, happy holidays. You know, you celebrate Kronza, you know, go for it, but dudes. Um, if you remember the traditions from when you were younger, the magic of the season. For me, it was just being able to spend time with my family. You know, sure, gifts, yay, whatever, but... The main thing was I was sitting around the table with my family eating. I mean, it depended, but like Christmas breakfast, Christmas lunch, Christmas dinners, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Those were the times I cherished. And I didn't realize it, but at some point, 
those family members weren't going to be there anymore. And looking back on it, I wish I actually understood that at the time and really cherished those moments a little bit more. But now that we're older, we all understand that. So we need to create, recreate the magic that we felt when we were kids and transfer that to our loved ones, to our children, to our husbands, wives, and continue this on because the only way for history to be forgotten is for us to stop talking about it. Yeah. And like you said, you know, what do you remember, right? You remember your family. Mm-hmm. For me, I remember the joy Yes, for, for everybody. You know, I think of this in the context of, you know, being a disciple of Christ, you know, everyone is emulating that, you know, acting like Christ, you know, loving each other unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Right. And you don't remember what toys you got. You don't remember what gifts you got. But I, I bet you remember what you gave somebody. You know, the actual giving, you know, that's the most fun you can have is giving something away. You know, bringing that, you know, giving that joy to somebody and just seeing their face light up. I mean, that's the good stuff, man. Yeah. Now, oh yeah, you know those traditions. You know, think about all those traditions you had when you were a kid. You know, all the things that, all those experiences, all those activities, all those. You know, what what comes to your mind when you think of Christmas and you know, in that you know that little childhood part of you. You know, like you said, it's your job to to pass that on. You know, so with that, we will say from our families to yours, Merry Christmas and God bless. Stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Hey guys, this is Six and Seven with the Hard Time Strongman podcast. Wanted to take a second to do a mental health check-in and to tell you all about the 988 crisis lifeline. So the 988 lifeline is a national network of local crisis centers that provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, seven days a week in the United States. You can reach the lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text 988 to get help to get someone real on the phone. Every struggle is different. Every struggle is hard, but you are not alone in whatever you're going through. As someone who has used the 988 crisis line, I fully recommend that if you're feeling any of those feelings of depression, suicide, hopelessness, get in touch with them immediately. They will help you. They will listen to you. Once again, guys, you can reach the lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text them at 988. As always, guys, stay in the fight. Stay in the fight.